Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh I knew that'd get you going. There's that train again. Welcome, everybody, to the Halfway There cast. I'm Tyler. I'm Eric. We want to welcome you in today for our discussions on theology, pastor care, 80s hair metal, and everything under the sun. Hope all is well with you all today. Eric, how are you doing today, brother? I've had a pretty good day overall. Been a good Lord's Day. How about you, Tyler? I'm doing great. Let me tell you why. Tell me why. So I didn't eat much for lunch today. I just wasn't in the mood. I think my in-laws cooked chili. I like chili, but it's got to be really cold. When the I chili chill. or the, the weather? No, no, the weather. The weather okay. has to be really cold. If it's okay. there's any sun out at all, I really don't want chili. I understand but that. Tonight, I made the executive decision as head of the house to get pizza from Mill Springs Pizza on the way home. And I killed it. I killed the pizza when we got home. By the time I looked up, I'd ate several slices, and my wife and daughter were shocked at how much pizza, pizza I'd consumed in a short amount of time. You've always been able to put the pizza away and and still stay relatively thin. I, I've never known how, how you could do that. Brother, I, relatively thin left me a long time ago. <laughs> Have you ever had the Mill Springs pizza, though? <laughs> yes. Uh, the, the short time that I lived out that direction, like a few months, it seems like I had it. And it was, they're the ones that put the cheese on top of the toppings, right? Is that them? Yes, that is them. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's good. J- just that small change makes a big difference it's a good pizza it's my favorite 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 local pizza all right well we want to talk about really quick before we get into our topics and of course we have four great topics a few changes that have been made to halfway there cast or as we go by now halfway there ministries yes we've <laughs> so, expanded we've expanded. we've expanded so kind of what we're doing if you noticed on the Spotify or the Apple or however you listen to the podcast, the logo has probably changed to a gray logo with a compass on it that says halfway there ministries. Just like McDonald's and Wendy's, everybody's going from colorful to gray stuff now. That's right. We're going with gray. (laughs) And so the reason in doing that is one, we've had a website for a while and we kind of categorize it under halfway there ministries. What is that website, Eric? You know off the top of your head. It's halfway there ministries dot org. Oh, is it org? It's dot org, yes. Okay. Yeah. All I know is you can type it in a Google search and it's the first thing that comes up. That from That's right. Think. That's right, it is the first thing that comes up. So we have a website. You have been very faithful to be blogging on that website. Maybe I'll get out the pen and keep keyboard keys here before too long and put one on there i'm a little slack in that area take Uh, pictures of of your handwritten notes yeah my my handwritten notes will upload them so we have that on there we have access to all the podcasts on there uh, our youtube channel things like that it's an easy place to get on that but also the kind of the big news that we have is we are going to be putting out a midweek on wednesday it was last wednesday actually will be the first one was the first one halfway there sermon cast I'm really excited about that. Yeah, and you've already put together a good first one. That sounds really professional with how you put it together. So um, I guess some of those will be my sermons. Some 
will be yours. We may somewhere down the road add in another preacher or so, but, but right now you'll take turns hearing me some and then Tyler. Yeah, and kind of what we're going to do, if you've listened already to it, you notice it started out in the book of Jonah. Eric did a sermon series in the book of Jonah, and so we'll post all those for the coming weeks, and then once we go with Jonah, we'll move to something else, kind of keep it systematic for everybody that listens. And hopefully our listeners can get a blessing out of that, a little midweek sermon action. Yeah, hopefully so. And that's, um, you know, we, we use the podcast just as a way to kind of talk and just, just talk as friends and also talk about the Bible. But this thing in the middle of the week is strictly Bible, strictly sermon. So it's, uh, it's much more cut and dry with that, much more serious of a time. But that'll give you a couple different ways to listen to us. Right. We know you all love hearing our voices. Let's move into our topics this week. The first wait, thing and I'm wait, re- wait a second. Wait a second. Let's hear it. You, you have you were supposed to give a report this week oh, and man. everybody's wondering what you thought about I think you had Turtle Man, you had to watch King of Queens and Seinfeld were all on your list to watch. So so let us know how that's going. Well, here's the truth. I don't watch a ton of TV. And so I didn't make it around all those this this time. I did watch one episode of Seinfeld. I wasn't overly impressed, so I thought I'll give it another. And hopefully by the next time we're together on the podcast, I'll have a, uh, a scorecard from each show and we'll kind of let you know what we think of Turtle Man, Seinfeld, and King of Queens. Well, which, uh, which Seinfeld did you listen to so the people know? It was one of one. I don't even know what it was called. It was the first episode. Well, uh, it, it was probably a pilot episode or something, was. and th- it takes a while to get going. You need to just find the one about the soup Nazi. That's the classic episode. Okay. Start, start with that one and then kind of work backwards. Okay, that's what I'll do. So I'll get soup Nazi done this week. And do you have a preference of where I start King of Queens? It, it's pretty good. The, the first season, maybe into the second season is, is a little better, so. Okay, I'll Maybe. start with the second season then. Start with the second season. And then I'm assuming it doesn't really matter on Turtle Man. They're all pretty much the same, <laughs> just in different locations. <laughs> okay, so okay, so we'll get that done this week. We'll get a good scorecard out for everybody. And maybe you even, when I get that done, I'll post it, and then I'll talk about it next week. How's that sound? Does that suffice That's, for everyone? That, that sounds pretty good. Pretty all right, good. good deal, good deal. All right, so first topic, I'm pumped about this. Restaurants, stores, or places we like that do not exist anymore. Mm. This is one of those good nostalgia topics we like to talk about. Things from our past, restaurants, stores, and places we remember we used to go to, and but they just don't exist in the world we live in anymore. Do you have any off the top of your head? I'm going to start with just a store. Okay. And the store that I probably miss the most is just regular Walmart. Because we were (laughs) kind of like... Kind of like back in the day, you know, we were in that generation where you just started learning about the internet. So we were pre-internet and post-internet. Same thing. Everybody today, they only know what we used to call it uh, by Super Walmart. Mm -hmm. And there's groceries, there's everything in there. Now, back in the day, it just used to be like a, a store without groceries. Yeah. And it was much more... What what's the word intimate? It was small. It was going there. Yeah. wasn't a lot of pressure on you. There weren't all those birds flying around at the top of the store like there are now. <laughs> well, I miss just regular Walmart. Yeah, 
when the Super Walmart came out, it was exciting. There was a real fever pitch in town when it opened. I think me and you were there on the first night. I, I think so. Yeah. I think so. And I can remember it's, this is a weird memory, but I can remember walking in and they had every flag from every state in the United States in the rafters around the <laughs> store. And I thought that was the most amazing thing in the world that a Walmart would do that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I miss the, I miss the old Walmart too. Well, do, uh, do you remember we used to cruise around Walmart? Do you remember doing that? Yeah. Did we do that? I remember we, pe- we would do people that. Did that. I, don't know I, we I think doing. we were some of the people where you just, I don't, I don't know how often maybe, but we would yeah. you know, turn up the music and put our windows down and just cruise around the parking lot. You can't really do that at Super Walmart. Uh, we were cool, weren't we? Uh, we no, you can't. We were something else. You can't do that at Super Walmart. It's too big. Too big of a or parking as, lot. As the kids big. know it today, just Walmart. They, they and, uh, that, is, that is really weird that... I don't they know market, when that happened. They marketed that as Super Walmart, but now it's just Walmart, and every Walmart is Super. Yeah. I wow. don't know when they changed over from Super Walmart to just regular Walmart because I didn't yeah. even notice. I didn't either, actually. Probably when they gave ours the new paint job a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. That's probably when it happened. All right, Sam, let, Sam Walton's clever like that. He is. Let me give you one. Okay. On cue. <laughs> oh, I knew that'd get you going. <laughs> I, I forgot about on cue. Yeah. I, Eric, I miss so bad going into a store and shopping for CDs. I used to love, I used to love, I think I went to on cue every other day. Yeah. Yeah. That, just to go in there and, 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 you know, siphon through the, the different sections of CDs and get a new CD and, you know, take that old nasty plastic off of it and just put it in the CD player. Yeah. You, you're the one that taught me how to break the seal on those new CDs. You just pop it open. Yeah. Yeah. You don't take time to scratch it off. You just pop it open. Pop it open. Just pop it open. Yeah. yeah. I on really miss Q. On Q. I love that store. Yeah. That, I, I forgot about that. That was yeah. a good one. I think I was a rewards member. The last thing. Now, now was that the one by the old Walmart? Yes, or, it was. Okay. So the last memory I have of that is you calling to see if the new Poison CD was available <laughs> and then driving down there as fast as you could so nobody else would buy it like anybody else was going to buy it and then you you getting the most recent poison cd well i i knew it was in high demand <laughs> i think we were the only ones that bought it, it we was, were too. <laughs> but yeah I, I remember you doing that yeah I, and i mean there were some there was some music that i waited to the day they came out i think it was like tuesdays when music came out yeah. and i would be sure to be there on tuesday to get the new music <laughs> every week that's yeah you got another people, yeah, they don't have that privilege anymore. No, they going don't. somewhere, everything's streamed. Yeah. Uh, here's one that's kind of near to my heart. Really hurts to even talk about it. <laughs> you don't see them anymore. Sometimes what'll happen is you'll drive around like if you're going on vacation, you'll see a yeah. sign saying that there is one. You yeah. go, it's not there anymore. I'm talking about the western sizzling. Yeah, you know, I was me and my wife were having this discussion on the way home. I told her to give me some ideas from church tonight, and that's she said the sizzling and the steer. Absolutely, (laughs) she's a smart lady. Western sizzling and the western steer both had to have that name western. Yeah, they Um, did. The western sizzling. Here's what happened. (laughs) We know it's a good story now. (laughs) A couple of weeks ago. 
I found some old CDs that I had burnt. Um, and one of the CDs that I had burnt was my Western Sizzling soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if I ever told you I had a Western Sizzling soundtrack, but these were the songs that I remember when I would go to the Sizzling with my parents as a kid, songs I remember them playing over the speaker while we're there. I think I, I do ha- remember that. I think you jogged my memory. I think you, I remember. I, I don't even have a CD player to figure out what's on it, but it, it's there. And also, that's where I became wise to the ways of the world. <laughs> let, let me let me tell you what happened. So we would go as my, my family, as a young child, and toward the end of the meal, they had this ice cream machine. Yeah. And for years, everybody would tell me how good of a job I would do of getting ice cream <laughs> and and like making it for them and bringing it back to the table. <laughs> And it took me, I think, almost into my twenties <laughs> to realize that they were telling me that I was so good at it, just so I would get it for them and bring it back to the table. <laughs> and it was then that I realized what kind of world we live in. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I have a lot of memories wow. tied to the Western Sizzling. I hate, I hate that happened. I hate well, that happened. Well, I'm wiser for it. You are. You are. Let me throw another one at you. Okay. And this one is near and dear to my heart: Blockbuster Video. <laughs> <laughs> I worked at Blockbuster for two and a half years. You you did. You did. I met my wife you, there, actually. You met your wife there. Your whole life changed because of Blockbuster. <laughs> it did. It did. And much like our friend KP, that we will not name, yeah, yeah. would give us free Taco Bell, you would let me come in and rent whatever movie I wanted and didn't have to pay. 511 OU. Well, it's five one one O U eight two. That's the passcode to get a free movie at Blockbuster. <laughs> well, you uh, you would do something and slide it to the other side, and out the door yeah. I would go. And yeah, I, I would get to watch all these VHSs and DVDs. I had a lot of friends while I worked at Blockbuster for that very reason. <laughs> of had a few deals worked out with some of the local fast food joints, pizza joints, things of that nature. Oh. <laughs> Didn't know your uh, ring went that far. Yeah, yeah, it did. It was a ring. But again, you know, like on cue, I would love to take my daughter to a video store and let her have the anxiety of trying to pick out a good movie for the night. Oh, man. You know, yeah. that was a really fun thing. That that was a big event that just people was. just will not know about it any longer. Yeah. Will not. I well, have a restaurant well, on mine. Okay. I also have a restaurant on my mind. You, you go first. Daddy-O's. Oh, I almost... Wrote down Daddy O's. Daddy O's. Which was right by the Western Sizzling. It was a little hamburger shack, good fries. They had what kind of milkshakes? They had like a milkshake that everybody got mocha. Uh, I don't know. I don't yeah, remember that. I don't remember either. But it was good. I, good little I, place to eat. I have a picture of Daddy O's and, <laughs> and the Western Sizzling on my phone. I, I don't know where okay. I found it. Okay. Uh, it was off some some website but it was the one there in somerset of them you know they were right together yeah they were daddy's was good that was what you got now, now here's one i just don't understand i mean i can understand blockbuster because times have changed yeah i can understand the western sizzling because buffets are kind of going by the wayside this one i don't understand chi cheese why yeah. are there no chi cheese any longer <laughs> they were I used to go with my brother, Terry. We would drive to Bowling Green, he and, and his wife, and, and we would go to a Chi-Chi's there. And I would wear my Green Bay Packers jersey, and we would eat there at Chi-Chi's. 
it, it's nowhere to be found anymore. You can buy the salsa right. at Walmart. Yeah, you can. <laughs> it's a super Walmart. A super Walmart. <laughs> There's no more Chi-Chi's. That's true. I never yeah. thought of that one. That one never, never thought of that one. I've ate a Chi-Chi's, but just never thought Chi-Chi's of them not was, being there. Yeah, it was something else. Speaking of Walmart, the super Walmart, sometimes I just didn't want to go to Walmart. You know, I didn't want to get out on the highway. I didn't want to go to Walmart. I didn't want to fight the all the people in the super Walmart. And I would just like to make my time and go to Kmart. Kmart, blue light special. Blue light special in Kmart. Yes. I miss I miss Kmart so bad. Yeah, um, actually, I don't know. Oh. I, I, I saw some sort of Facebook thread yesterday, somebody wondering who owned K, the Kmart there in Somerset. People were wanting to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, there's a it's a big giant empty building. Yeah, it's sad. A lot of rumors. By. A lot of rumors swirling <laughs> around about what's going to go in there, but well, no. could it be could it be the halfway there headquarters? <laughs> could be. That's an idea. <laughs> we could have a roller rink in there too. <laughs> Kmart. Now Kmart and Walmart, they had their respective smells about them they did um, each of them had a different smell along with the roses department store yeah the roses still exist yeah that's it, a miracle that's a miracle I, I wonder how that still exists i don't i don't know strange it, it is what do you reckon the case stood for <laughs> uh, i don't know Pro- probably if i had to guess whoever uh, started it's probably first letter of their last kick name. kick mart kick mart kick mart <laughs> yeah kick mart walmart yep yeah all right well That's you got any more one. you got any more there well i mean just the local i mean of course peking yeah i mean that's which, a given we talked about peking which by the way thanks to some clues from our good friend jonathan absher i have tracked down the owners of the peking restaurant and <laughs> discovered their Facebook page. They are residing. Uh, I won't, I won't, don't tell it on there. Don't tell it on there. Yeah, it's, it's down south. <laughs> and um, several people I've noticed have wanted them to restart Peking and maybe give the recipes. So I've just kind of held off asking about the recipes <laughs> so far. Is there any movement on that? No, no. no they're, none, none at all. They're pretty content where they're at. I, I think so. They seem to be. I can't cannot believe they don't want to come back to Somerset, Kentucky, and start peaking. Well, I mean, they had. I mean, everyone's favorite restaurant. I don't know why you would just up and leave that. <laughs> oh, but they man. did. Yeah, okay. kind of like Seinfeld. Oh. See what what Seinfeld did is they were the number one show on television. They wanted to go out on top. Yeah. So they just they just called it quits. That's that's what Peking did, I believe. Well, let's, do we just need to start calling the Seinfeld cast? <laughs> well. If you, if, you, if you would watch it, you'd know what all the hoopla is about. I guess so. Oh, man. All right. So we talked about on cue and how we used to go there and buy CDs and stuff. A big question that comes up in for Christians is what kind of music should I listen to as a Christian? What kind of music can I not listen to as a Christian? What's healthy? What kind of music is healthy for me to listen to as a Christian? A lot of our life, Eric, has been centered around music. I mean, that's kind of been the 
I mean, I don't want to say it was the common bond that we had, but that was, you know, kind of our hobby was music that we did together. We'd go to concerts. Yep. We'd, you know, you made more than one mixtape CDs for different events. We would, <laughs> you know, we had our favorite bands and things of that nature. We love listening to music. Even mine and your own testimony kind of came from listening to a song. So music clearly has an impact on people. So let's kind of talk about a theology of music a little bit. The Bible is full of, of music. You know, the whole book of Psalms is almost music. And so talk to me, Eric. Tell me here, just give me a general statement about what a Christian's view of music should be. And let's go from there. Well, music was given to us by God for his glory. It's, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, it's just a, an amazing testament to our creator for the notes that exist and just that set number of notes and how that can be put together into so many different kinds of songs and arrangements. And it just speaks to his creativity. I mean, he, he's given us music to praise him with and, and to enjoy. So uh, music is a, it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful thing. And that's one thing, by the way, that I, I don't see how in an, evolutionary worldview that you can even account for something like music existing. So it's, it's a wonderful thing. We're to sing when we gather together with the church or to enjoy music otherwise. So, you know, that's just kind of my first thoughts about, about it. What, What do you think about it? Yeah. I mean, I would be in lockstep with everything you said there that it is, it shows the beauty of our creator when we sit and listen to beautiful notes being played on a piano, or even if you listen to notes being played on electric guitar, it's, it's a beautiful sound that is ultimately giving glory to our creator. And I, music is, it's, it's an impactful thing too. Maybe one of the most impactful things that we have, in the world minds and emotions are moved through music but yeah. the question the question kind of we want to deal with and we want to think about and try to help some people with is as christians do we just have to listen to christian music and i'm using air quotes there christian music well i, I don't necessarily think so i here's kind of how it is for me before i was saved i i think i really focused more on the music itself and how the music Mm -hmm. sounded and after i'm saved i find that my attention goes more to the lyrics okay and so, so kind of the way that i'm geared now is i still like the music but i i really pay attention to the lyrics and what's being saying or what's being sung whichever is the right way to say that and sang sung yes and uh (laughs) a few things i noticed kind of quick after i I was saved is some of the songs that i really liked before i was saved i would hear it a few years later after i was saved and i was like whoa i I can't believe i used to listen to that and sing that out Mm -hmm. yeah without giving a a second thought about it so so 
the way that I approach it is I try to to be careful with with the lyrics. But I mean, th- there's a lot of music that I still really like. The music don't wouldn't necessarily listen to the songs nowadays just because of what the words say and things. But that, that's just kind of how how I approach it. But I, I don't think that we're you know legalistically backed into a corner where you only have to listen to something with a Christian label. Because by the way, not everything with a Christian label is <laughs> worth listening to. Right. Some of that actually is worse than secular music. <laughs> I, I agree because it's heretical. Some of it. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm right there with you. And I think even your opening statement about music, just thinking about creating a sound or given being given the ability to create a sound and a sound that is not just a, a noise, but an actual beautiful sound is glorifying the father because he's given everyone the the ability to do that, whether lost, whether saved, the ability they have to create music was given to them by God. Now they may not acknowledge that, but nonetheless it is. So a great singer, the reason they can sing is because God has given them that ability. A great guitar player can play because God has given them that ability. And so I I agree with you 100%. We don't need to be legalistic to say that as Christians, we only have to listen to Christian music. That's a pretty narrow view, I think. And, And that's a pretty narrow understanding of God's involvement in the world that we live in. But... Uh, you know, I'm I'm my music taste and what I listen to today is is pretty wide. I'll just be honest with you. It always was, but it, it still kind of is. Now, right, uh, you know, I was a big fan of gangster rap in the '90s and early 2000s. I don't really listen to Tupac much anymore, unless it's cleaned up a whole lot. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah. And, I mean, and, and that's hard to find too, because because I I look for some songs that are edited or radio edited or whatever. It don't matter. Still, yeah, they're, they're <laughs> yeah. still pretty far out there. Yeah, it's still pretty far. Out. But but there is there's it's it's okay to listen to music and enjoy that. I think it's very redeemable. It's a it's a redeemable thing because. Even like just example, a song about love, love is something that God created. It's something that God is. God is love. And to listen to a song about love between a man and a woman in the right context, I mean, marriage and things of that nature, but that's good and that's right. And that's okay. And I believe that God created music for us to enjoy. And so we should enjoy it. I have a philosophy. Let's hear it. That uh, uh, maybe not philosophy is the word. It's a, a theory, I, I guess. And I think I've heard other people kind of speak to this. But I, I kind of feel like Kurt Cobain from Nirvana. <laughs> That's not I, what I expected. No, I I don't feel like him. Okay. I, I feel. <laughs> I, I guess I paused at a weird time there. Yeah. I? yeah. I, I feel like that he ruined a lot of music. Because if you go back and look, you know, you and I both are big 80s guys. We like yeah. a lot of stuff from the 80s. Yeah. Music back then, the lyrics were good for, for the most part. They told a story. <laughs> I mean, they, they tried to tell some, some sort of story, a, yeah. a lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them did talk about love and, and things like that. 
And then you have this dividing line when you have Nirvana that came out that I used to listen to. We actually played one of their songs. Played it, almost joined a talent show playing that song. <laughs> we did. But after that, lyrics started changing quite a bit to yeah. stuff that was just really, a lot of it didn't make sense. Yeah. It, was, it was really depressing. It was bad stuff happening. It's, you know, it, it just completely kind of changed the tone for a right. while. So, so I kind of see, as far as lyrics go, a dividing line right there. But, but that's, that's kind of what it is. I mean, there, there is a common grace people that sing, just like you were saying that they play, they're showing their creativity. They're showing, you know, that's part of being made in the image of God. But, you know, if you write a song, make it be about something. Right. I agree with that. A a mosquito or, or, or whatever. You know, like in smells smell, like Teen Spirit. A smell yeah. like Teen Spirit. Yeah. What, what is Teen Spirit, and what is it? I mean, I don't, I don't know. That, that's maybe, just kind of that's my theory. Maybe we're just not deep enough to understand what smells like Teen Spirit is. Well, I, I don't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. So, you know, like for example, one of the things you used to be really good at, and I've been trying to find the perfect place in the podcast through all these episodes to talk about this is. One of your life goals as a teenager was to play eruption on the guitar. Mm-hmm. And you finally succeeded in that, correct? Well, uh, a, a good part of it I, I could play. I couldn't play the whole thing. I, yeah, I could play some of the good part. For the, some who don't know, eruption is Van Halen song. A song, I guess that's a song. Yes. That is. For, for educational purposes, I think you can plug this in a soundbite because it's for education. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll put a soundbite of eruption in. Okay, so after that, you hear what eruption is, and and so Eric could play that, and I don't think there's anything wrong with Eric playing that, even though he is a Christian pastor. It's okay that Eric plays that, because it is a sound that God has given us, and we can hear that sound, much like we can look at a sunset and think, wow, our creator made that beautiful sunset. Wow, our creator made that sound. Yeah, or even... Now, if you think of different examples, even like with an architect that makes a massively creative, beautiful building, you know, they don't necessarily have to be a Christian before you can enjoy looking at that. So, so just, just things like that. God, his creativity is clearly seen throughout creation and in who we are, because we're made in, in his image. So, I, I like how you worded it earlier that it's it's redeemable. Mm-hmm. Now, that that doesn't mean necessarily that we have to spend time listening to you know stuff that's that's terrible right. uh, with, with terrible lyrics, but music that is beautiful is is beautiful, and that's your point to God. Yeah, and let me just say this as a caveat, really quick, in case someone got the cart before the or the cart before the horses. Yeah, that's right. When we gather to worship as the church, 
we sing praises to our God, unless, unless anyone was confused about everything that we've just said for the last 15 minutes. Yeah. And I have some, some thoughts on that as well, too. Just as the church gathers, it should be a very specific kind of music. Yeah. I, I think because a lot of the new stuff you hear, a lot of the stuff that you'll hear on Caleb or a lot of the worship stuff that you've heard over the past 20 years, a lot of it's not very good. Yeah. CCM. Um, yeah. Just for example, I have some lyrics pulled up for I Could Sing of Your Love Forever. You, you know that song? I've heard it. I could sing of your uh, love. Yeah, who sings it? The weird thing about Christian contemporary Christian music, everybody sings everything. Yeah, yeah, that, that's I, weird. Yeah, that's I, I weird to me. D- delirious, maybe, did this yeah, one first. I can't remember. They must have been delirious when they wrote it. <laughs> oh, but <bottom. laughs> All right, let me, let, let me just read a few of these lyrics to you. Right. And let, let me just get your thoughts on it and because I have some thoughts on it. I'm happy to be in the truth and I will daily lift my hands for I will always sing of when your love came down. I could sing of your love forever. I could sing of your love forever. Go to the next verse. Oh, I feel like dancing. It's foolishness. I know. Yeah. Okay. So let me just stop right there. And I read some of those lyrics to you. Was there anything that kind of stuck out to you in those lyrics? Yeah. What, what, what was it? They talked a lot about themselves. Yes, <laughs> There's a lot of a lot of eyes in there. Yes, so that's that's my point exactly. Yeah. So if if they're singing, I could sing of your love forever. Who are they singing to? Right, they're singing to themselves. Mm-hmm. And so, that's kind of go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so so a lot of the Christian music from the last twenty years, it's I, and if you listen to it, they're actually singing a, about themselves. Now that that stands in contrast to a lot of the old hymns and, and some good, you know, a lot of other good ones, yeah. sovereign, sovereign grace music and um, other ones like that. Sing to God when you gather for, for worship, don't right. sing to yourself. And here's the way I kind of always thought about that. If, well, a lot of what happened is it was pop music. It was infusing Christian music with pop music and to be, so that it could be sold so they could market it and things of that nature. And if, if you're listening to a Christian song, whether it be on Caleb or whatever, and you can't tell if they're talking to Jesus or talking to their boyfriend or girlfriend, then you know, you have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. The, the old Jesus is my boyfriend music. Yeah. That's yeah. People have been saying that. And, and that's, you explain it in a good way there. That's exactly what's happened. It's turned into love songs about, whoever it is and Jesus and yeah, that's a long way from holy, 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 holy Lord God almighty. Yeah, absolutely. is. So, so be careful, even in the church, listen to the lyrics, always listen to the lyrics of the songs you listen to. Yeah. But especially within the church and just ask the question, who is this song about? Who are we singing to? Yeah. You don't want to break one of the commandments because you're listening to contemporary Christian music. So anyways, all right. Well, you know, we used to listen to music. We used to go to on cue to buy our CDs. We talked about that earlier. And to listen to music, we always had good stereos in our rooms. And me and you went through a phase where we would have contests to see who could have the better room. Yes. Yes, we did. Now I'll have to admit, I think you always won 
I think you, you all, never admitted that. I, well, I know I'm admitting it now. Looking back <laughs> as an older, wiser man, I think you always had a, a better room than I did. Uh, I was, you know, I was always trying to catch you. I never could. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had you had the water bed. You know, I had to, <laughs> I had a futon. You know, you had the whole room in the basement. I had a room in a house. Uh, you know, but well, we would do I, that. Yeah, I, I did have a lava lamp. I remember. Well, I and I, I went and got a lava lamp because you, you had did. one. What was yours blue? Uh, yeah, I, I purple. My, mine was purple. You got a, you got a, oh, okay. Yeah, I think so, it's still. Well, I think it's still around here somewhere. <laughs> lava <laughs> lamps were, were something else. <laughs> they were something else. We were always pretty amazed by those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, oh. well, one thing I remember about your room, and and this was, you know, t- Tyler and I, we would, and sometimes with another friend or two, we would take turns going to each other's houses. Mm-hmm. pretty much every weekend a lot of times and just kind of take turns one thing i remember you had you had like a jungle thing bedroom one time with like leopard print uh <laughs> curtains or something i forgot about that yeah i did <laughs> that's hard to top right there well i don't know what happened there <laughs> but i think my mom decorated it maybe <laughs> well, but I, I did mean, yeah was, i did i mean how, how can you compete with that Ooh, jungle theme <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but but what we would do is because again, and we've talked about this before. Somehow we always had money. We would referee <laughs> basketball or do something like that. We yeah. always were doing something silly to make a little money, and so we would buy all this stuff all the time, just junk. And yeah. we would go to Walmart. Literally, we would go to Walmart every other day, and we would we would buy something. So we had all this stuff. Thank goodness Amazon and that kind of thing didn't exist back then. But <laughs> we we would buy the stuff and so we would accumulate all this stuff and we would have to have yard <laughs> We would have to have yard sales. We will we, we, we would initiate as teenagers, we would have our own yard sales. Yeah. We, we would and we would and then what would we do after we would do the yard sale? We would take that money and go to Red Lobster or something. <laughs> yeah, something and like that. just spend it right back. <laughs> yeah, buy concert tickets or go to Red Lobster is what yep, we would do. Yep. I think we actually used to have yard sales to buy concert tickets, actually. W- wouldn't surprise me. And surprise. I think what happened was the first yard sale we had, we made a ton of money. Like $400 or something. <laughs> and so we thought <laughs> we then thought that that's the way. That's the way that we're going to be wealthy. This is, is what we're going to be when we grow up. We're going to have yard sales all the time. And well, didn't work. Oh man. Well, that was fun. We had a good time with that. I you, I think you, I mean, I, I can admit fully, you did have a cooler room than I did. And not only that, you were in the basement. So like our, the drums and the stuff could be adjacent to your room. And then you had the computer room off of that. So we just had a whole area really in the basement of your house that we was ours. Kind of. It's almost like a little apartment we had down there it was. or something. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> That's fun. Well, you know, I've told you a couple times I've been to a few tennis matches this week. Last week, my daughter Ellie's playing tennis now. And I know you, you travel around with, with your kids at sports and doing different things. You were at a soccer game this last week, big soccer, pro soccer game. Your yes. daughter wasn't playing, but you all were going together. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And, and you know, I think... 
I think we both know this about each other. One of our favorite things to do is to be dads, you know, running around with our kids and, and doing things like that. We're also Christians. So we do understand the, the weight of that, of, of being Christian fathers and exactly what that means for us and the responsibility that that holds. And I just, you know, this was kind of, I shot this one out of the sky to you this week and I said, Hey, let's just talk about being Christian dads, kind of what that experience is like and kind of, and, and both of our situation is kind of unique, isn't it? Yep. My family is, I kind of got all my kids at one time (laughs) in a wild kind of way. So we, we had our child Ellie in July and then we adopted two more children in October uh, the two that we adopted were 16 and 10. I think he was 10. Let's see, 11. yeah, he was 10 at the time. No, that's not right. It's 18. I don't know. Eight. I did. He was. Huh? I didn't didn't realize that all that happened in the same year. Yeah, yeah, brother. It happened that, quick. That's. You know what? There's a King of Queens episode about that very thing. Oh, maybe the, the, the very the very last episode. Oh, okay. That would be silly to watch the very last one at the <laughs> beginning, but, but yeah, that's how that happened. So within July, August, September, October, November, four months, I went from not having any children to having a newborn, an eight-year-old and a 16-year-old. That's a lot of change. That is a Quick. big change very quickly. I had to grow up. I was, how old were we? 30. I was 30. So that was interesting. A lot of weird stares when I would go out with the 16 year old, yeah, you know, me being 30. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I would probably say so. Yeah. That's strange. You, you, you never did. As far as I know, you, you never did really care about that. You just, no, no. Just, and just, just loved it and, and went on. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I'll talk about my experience a little bit, then we can talk about yours some, and, and because they are kind of both unique. And so being a dad, I kind of look at it like this. I, I look at it as a lot of things, but I was thinking about it today in between church. I was I had to go play tennis with my daughter. That's something we're trying to do on the weekends. And so I was trying to think about that while I was doing this. And it's kind of a lot of fighting dragons, I think. Fighting dragons of the world. There's a character, and I know you're not a Pilgrim's Progress guy. But in the the second Pilgrim's Progress, there was a character called Greatheart. And what Greatheart did is he went back and he protected Christiana, which is Christian's wife, as she came came to the Celestial City. And he protected her. He watched over her. He battled for her. And I kind of think that's kind of what it's like being a father up to an age. You are, as a Christian, you're looking out into the world that you know because you were in it. And every pitfall and every battle, you know, your child is going to face, you step in there and you fight for them at whatever cost. And I I had to learn that really early, probably, I guess, you know, adopting older children and trying to do that in, in very strange ways, you know, kind of protecting them from the world they came from a little bit. And now I'm doing it all over again with an 11 year old now. Yeah. Well, you, uh, you start when you were 30, I, we had our first one when we were 24. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I was, I was still a kid 
but myself in, in, in a lot of ways. And so now mine are 16, 14 and, and 10. And mm-hmm. so my, my older ones, I'm looking at, Hey, they don't have a whole lot of time left in, in the house where has time gone. Yeah. And, and all, all three of mine are, are so different and, you know, they, they just have different personalities, different mm-hmm. things that, that they like, you know, the, first two were, were girls and, you know, dads are very protective of, of girls. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got, got my son and, and he, he deals with some special needs and things. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a, a whole, whole other thing, but uh, through it all, you know, it's a different situation with each kid, but each one is very sanctifying God, God uses kids to sanctify you and show you that, that you're not the center of the world and that, that you need to step up and protect and provide and do what you need to do to take care of your, of your family. So that, that's kind of, that's kind of what fatherhood is like is just you know, learning, Hey, that it's not, it's not about you. And you've got these others that, or under your care and you're going to stand accountable before God for, and that's a, that's a heavy weight. And it is, I'm, I, I'm not very good at it. <laughs> sure, sure, surely, hopefully I've improved over time, but it's like by the time they get grown, maybe then I'll kind of have a clue of what I'm doing. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe that's why grandparents are, are good. A lot of times that, that's exactly right. And you know, I had, I learned early that and still learning i mean i say i learned early i guess i went into the fire early with this but really just always had to go back that you know ultimately we're not in control you know what i mean the uniqueness of our situation was that that we had two kids move in and when they first moved into our home we didn't know how long we were going to have them it's a very unique situation and we probably don't have the time in five podcasts for me to talk about it but it's just a super unique situation where when they moved in we were told they were going to be there about a week and and they came from a very very bad situation so when the oldest moved in i kind of went into overdrive with just, and we had a relationship with them previously. So it wasn't like strangers. I went into overdrive with just sharing the gospel with her and just wanting her to come to faith. Because like I, like I said, we didn't really know how much time we had them for. And you know what a week turned into, you know, forever, but it took about a, almost a year, not quite a year, maybe nine months of me just trying and trying and trying to be an obsessive with her coming to faith, which those aren't bad things. Until I finally realized that I can't, I can't save her at all. The Lord is the one that has to do that. And that has been the constant hard thing about parenting is just trusting the Lord with your children. Just, just trusting him to grow them up, trusting him to put them on the right path, trusting that him to just, you know, to, to be in control, which he is. That's, that's probably the hardest thing to do as a parent that I've experienced. Yeah. And that's, um, something I'm still learning with our kids. We, we homeschooled them from the beginning. And so we, that, that really helped us to have a a good close relationship with them in in a lot of ways. And, and I feel like that they're better off in, in a lot of ways, but because 
the Christian worldview they were exposed to from from a young age on a consistent basis. And then we, you know, as time went on, my two girls they've been in Christian school right when COVID hit, and that was a big mess. And then ended up in public school for a little bit, and now back to back to homeschool. So we've we've tried to figure out what's best for them to set them up where they can grow up and, and, and be who, who they need to be and be responsible and things like that. But yeah, I, I've always been one to, I've wanted to be in control because I, I guess I felt the weight of responsibility so much yeah. even to the point where, you know, when, when my oldest one, Leah was four, I mean, I started coaching her in soccer, Tyler, I, I didn't know anything about soccer. The first, the first game that I had at this one park, I didn't even have a goalie. I, I didn't know I was supposed to have one back, back there, and the other team kept scoring on us. I was like, what's going on? It, it, I, I misunderstood the rules for, for that league, and yeah. it, it was – but it went from that and coached them in, in sports through, through middle school soccer. I ended up being yeah. a middle school soccer coach. I always just thought, hey – I want to make sure it's done right. I want to make sure they're treated right. right. And so I want yeah. to be the one there with them, but, but you're right. It's as they grow up, you start seeing more and more that, Hey, you ultimately don't have control. Right. Yeah. to trust the Lord with that. And that's a hard thing. It is a really hard thing. We just sent one to the army about a month ago. And that's been, it's been a really eye opening thing where, you know, he's, he's a boy, <laughs> he's a man he's a young man and 18 year old young men they kind of don't want to live at home anymore you remember that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know so there was always that tension of he's ready to move on and dad's still in charge and it's a little bit of tension there and it's just been the most it's just a reminder the absolute reminder of of, of god you know, just, just marking our steps and just trusting in what God's told us to do as parents, bringing your children up in the ways of the Lord. And, you know, the first night we talked to, or the, after the first couple of weeks, we got to talk to him. And the first thing he said was, you know what my favorite part is? And, you know, we're thinking what, you know, acting like you're going to shoot people or, you know, just the things you do in the army. And he's like, I love going to chapel. And I mean, you could have just knocked us over. And he's like, they quote John MacArthur in there. It's the greatest thing in the world. And it was just like, wow, we, you know, I wanted to think we did it right, but it wasn't us. It right. was just, it was just God and his goodness, uh, just, just his providence and him working in his life through us. And we're just so thankful for that. But, you know, being a parent's hard. It's, it's the hardest thing I've ever done, but it's also the, the largest blessing I've ever received in my life, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, um, the great reward comes, comes with it for sure. And, you know, every dad's proud of, of all their kids and, and, you know, that think that, that they're all just wonderful and you, you love them to death and things, but yeah, there's always that responsibility of, of knowing that, that you are going to stand accountable before God for them. Yeah. And, and so it, you got to find the, the line of, you know, at, at what point do you give them freedom to do, you know, whatever, and yeah. what, what point do they need to be held back from certain things and, and shield it from it. And, and I, I parent, different than I was parented. I mean, you and I grew up oh, yeah. in, a in a time where 
I mean, I was walking to the store by myself when I was like eight years old and, and just, I, I, I don't know. It, it was just a different time than it is right. now. And so I'm, I'm probably a lot more, well, I know I'm a lot more protective than, than I, I had been protected growing yeah. up and, and things. So, you know, it just do, do the best you can. You tr- trust the Lord with it and j- just love the kids, give, give them the gospel and, and do what you can to point them to Christ in all things. They're going to figure out pretty soon enough that you're not perfect which I have a story, by the way. Let's hear it. Went to a, you and I played football for Somerset back in the Mm -hmm. day. Yeah. Went to a Somerset football game this past week so I could take pictures and saw a guy that I hadn't seen in years. I'll tell you who he is later. Mm -hmm. And uh, (laughs) he he was, I was talking with him and, you know, my oldest daughter, Leah was with me and, and he was, he started off. I thought he was bragging on me. He's like, Hey, your, your dad, he was a bad man, bad man, you know, football. And I'm like, uh-huh. you tell him, you tell him. And I, I was like, agony him on. Then he went on to tell him like a lot of the, tell Leah, a lot of the bad stuff. That I did. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, wait a second. Wait, no, don't, don't, don't do that. But oh man, kids are, kids are going to figure out you're not perfect. So, right. so don't make, make sure you point them to the, the one who is right. perfect. Absolutely. And, and I'll, I'll say this and we'll kind of close. We're, we're getting close on time, but. Like you said, you, we have to point our children to the one who is perfect. And and let me just say this to dads: you need the you need Christ as well. You need the gospel as well. There, are so many times that I have tried to parent. You know, me and my wife have tried to parent on our own power, and have found out every one of those times we fail. We need the gospel. We need the gospel because there will be hard times. There will be trials. There will be tribulations. There will be things we don't expect to hear and we never thought would happen. And we need Jesus every moment. So don't, you know, say this, don't, we can fall into the trap of absolutely consuming ourselves with our kids and forget that we need the gospel as well. If, if we're not walking with the Lord as we should walk in, with the Lord, we're not going to do a very good job of leading our children to walk with the Lord. Thanks for listening to the Halfway There cast. Make sure to listen to us on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, Google Podcasts, and Podbean. And don't forget to follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at Halfway There PC. And find us on Facebook. Give us a like.